0: Welcome to the Dell Technologies Energy Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about energy IT transformation. Hello everyone, Bruce Hall here, and welcome to another Dell Technologies Energy Power Chat, and today we're going to explore using technology to address trends in the electric utility marketplace with partner Genitech, and our guest is Mr. Derek Arcuri, who's a team lead within industry and application marketing for Genetech. How are you doing today, Derek? Excellent. Thank you, Bruce. That's great. And thanks for being on the podcast. Could we start with a little bit of your background, please?
1: I joined Genetec just over four years ago where I was working on the product marketing side for the access control team and identity and access management. Now I'm currently the team lead of industry and application marketing. That's a role where we bridge the world of the industry with the technology in order to help buyers get more of a relevant understanding of the genetic portfolio.
0: Thanks for that, Derek. Let's start with a general question. What are some of the trends you're seeing in the electric utility marketplace?
1: The utilities industry, it's without a doubt that the industry has been transforming from what once was very analog, scale-driven, a very centralized model to one that's very digital and distributed energy model. Consumer preferences evolving regulations, the changing threat landscape. All that means that security strategies need to evolve with today's reality. So many uh, electric utilities are scratching their heads asking, how do I remain ahead of the curve? How do I heighten critical infrastructure security? How do I foster a safer working environment and keep ahead of regulatory changes? We're seeing things like demand for renewables, driving mergers and acquisitions in the industry. We're seeing evolving regulations keeping up to date with today's reality. And we're also seeing a lot of new threats that are emerging in the industry because there's so much digitization taking place in the market. There's a lot of these new industrial Internet of Things that are increasing popularity of smart power grids that come into the inclusion of networks that connect grids to consumers and databases. And all of this has a potential new threat vector. Hacker groups are much more organized and sophisticated compared to the lone wolf hacker. And increasingly, cyber intrusions are often the result of trusted employees and contractors, whether it's intentional or not. So, of course, these security teams have to update their security strategies based on today's new realities.
0: I'm hearing three major trends around M&A regulations and cybersecurity and new cyber threats. What challenges are these trends raising for electric utilities?
1: The first one around mergers and acquisitions, think cross-border investments in renewable energy. Combined with just a natural convergence between oil gas mining and the power utilities industry, these organizations are being merged together. Security teams will now inherit multiple security platforms that were really never designed to work together. So they might have been comfortable working with maybe one access control and one video system, and they were managing all their compliance from those systems. And now that they've either acquired or have been acquired, by another organization, the security teams need to converge and centralize. That's something that, in terms of lifecycle management, that's a big challenge that we're seeing within the power utility industry of how do we modernize these legacy systems that are still working but maybe haven't been patched or updated in a long time? How do we converge onto one centralized platform so we can simplify our ability to run reports, to respond efficiently to emerging threats, to whether they're physical or cyber intrusions, things like that?
0: So that's M&A. What about regulations?
1: Regulations are getting somewhat tougher, more pervasive. For example, in the electric utility space, there's a new regulation coming out in July of this year, 2020, called 613. It's a supply chain risk management standard. It can be perceived as quite harsh because one of the power utilities vendors, whether it's a vendor for electric supplies, equipment, cloud vendor, anything like that, one of those vendors fails to communicate a known vulnerability to the power utility. Well, then the power utility is subject to a potential fines. It's challenging because the regulatory body, which is called NERC, the North American Electric Reliability Corp., they don't have any authority over the vendors, they just have the authority over the actual power utilities. So they're imposing this fine on the end user, on the actual power utility, so it encourages the power utility to have these tough, frank conversations with the vendors to make sure that the vendors are mitigating any supply chain risk.
0: And finally, what are we hearing about these new cyber threats that are emerging? What we hear
1: in the news about these cyber intrusions that are targeting critical infrastructure sites, that's just a fraction of what's actually out there. That's just what the media is able to pick up. I was reading the other day, Siemens and Honeman Institute survey of 2000 utilities. 66% of responders from that survey reported at least one shutdown or operational data loss within the past year. And obviously a shutdown is catastrophic in terms of what that relates to is people like you and I groups that no longer have power to their work or to to have fun at home and hacker groups are targeting these critical infrastructural organizations because the repercussions are just so big and so security teams have to evolve with today's new realities and today's challenges.
0: Derek, you talked about some new regulations that have come online. Can you drill a little deeper into how those regulations specifically are presenting new challenges?
1: These regulations are often very ambiguous, especially when it's in their first iteration. So naturally, a lot of power utilities will be scrambling and and trying to simplify and asking themselves a lot of questions. And they want to make sure that they're getting it right the first time so they're not subject to being in violation of these new regulations that are coming out. What we're seeing from, from a genetic standpoint is that a lot of power utilities are so focused on the next audit that they're preparing for that maybe they're not considering how much time they've invested, or maybe they're not realizing if the way they're managing these audits is optimal. What we're seeing is that a lot of power utilities are realizing that perhaps their approach is manual and mundane, and it requires a human being to download a ton of evidence from multiple access control systems, from video systems or intrusion systems, compile that all together, and then share it with the auditor to satisfy the auditor's request. But if they were to tackle the centralization challenge that I discussed earlier on, Bruce, that would be simplified from the get-go. Imagine instead of downloading 15 pieces of evidence to satisfy an auditor's request with a centralized model with one unified pane of glass, they could probably just hit download on one report and it's all consolidated together, therefore simplifying the audit process. New regulations come into place. My recommendation is for power utilities to take a step back and think of, is there a better way to go about the process of complying with auditors' requests?
0: Thanks for outlining those challenges for us, Derek. Let's move on to some solutions and opportunities. Can you tell us how technology can help with M&A within the electric utility marketplace?
1: If we have any power utilities that have recently gone through merger acquisition and are listening to this podcast now, my recommendation is to think about centralization as an investment in simplifying your operator's workload, simplifying the amount of training that they might require, simplifying the maintenance lifecycle from an IT standpoint. So if IT right now is managing upgrades for a video system that is distinct or siloed from your access control system that is siloed from intrusion, from license plate recognition, from communications. All of these systems have their own life cycle, and whenever you upgrade one system, if there's an integration between all these systems, that's where you then break the communication. On one end, you want these systems to talk to each other, but there's a difference between an integrated approach to security and a unified approach to security.
0: Can you take us deeper into that, Derek? What do you mean by unified? Unification is one product built from the ground up, one product capable
1: of accomplishing the needs for video, access control, intrusion, license plate, and communication, so that if ever you want to upgrade one product, it's just one upgrade. It's not six or seven. As organizations merge or acquire each other, this is a perfect time to reassess your technology strategy. Does it make sense that I have maybe multiple systems that are accomplishing the same job Or is there an opportunity to unify into one operating platform, work with fewer vendors, pay fewer service agreements? My operators just have to get trained on one product as opposed to several. And IT doesn't have to be focused on upgrading or maintaining multiple systems. They're just focused on one overall security platform.
0: Derek, you mentioned regulatory compliance and audit compliance. How can technology help in that area?
1: Oftentimes, in the power utility space, there's many ways to comply with a standard or regulation. Say, for example, there's a regulation called CIP-14. It ultimately wants to ensure that you're preventing the advance of an intruder, and it stemmed out of an incident that took place in the U.S. a while back. Now, there, there are ways to interpret this standard. You can hire bodyguards in front of your perimeter, And these bodyguards can do a perfect job preventing access to your perimeter. They're perfectly capable of detecting an intruder. They're perfectly capable of deterring their entrance, delaying their entrance. They can do the job of responding to this requirement. But does it make sense that a human being is doing that job? What if technology can actually automate that process?
0: What technologies more specifically can help automate these tasks?
1: Video analytics or a thermal camera, or a series of thermal cameras, video analytics, and restricted security area devices using microwave or LIDAR technology to detect an intruder that's getting closer and closer to your perimeter. Then what if your technology, once it recognized a potential intruder, what if there was a loud horn capability where it just played out an MP3 saying, we detected you as a perpetrator, we called the police, they will be there momentarily that might do a very effective job at deterring the individual. And then there might be environmental designs or things like fences that can go up to to delay that person's access. An operator might want to assess the scenario and communicate with other mobile guards and ultimately respond to the intruder. These are things that our utilities need to think about and have this plan validated by a third party and then submit it to the regulatory body, but
0: there's multiple ways of doing it. This concludes part one of our podcast. Check back for part two, where Derek addresses how technology helps energy utilities improve their cybersecurity, Genitech's approach to helping with M&A, regulatory, and cybersecurity challenges, and shares a case study, where to find more info, and final thoughts.